Welcome to the Six Degree Podcast, the podcast where we grill our guests about the things that make them tick and find out how human connection plays a role in their life. I'm your host, Emily Merrill. I'm your host, Emily Merrill, and today I am so lucky to have my partner in crime, my co-founder, Lexi Smith, as our guest. Lexi, welcome to the show. I'm so excited to actually be back on round two, but in a different capacity this time. You know what's wild is I got a notification from Buzzsprout that I've hosted 75 podcasts so far, and I think you were like podcast number seven or eight, like somewhere in the, you know, single digits and how different our relationship was back when I had you on my podcast. It's so true. And you were, I think, episode number two on my podcast, Pitchin' and Sippin' to the same effect. We weren't yet teamed up in a business capacity. So actually, that'd be fun to go back and listen to those episodes just to, just to remember that point in time. It, we were probably like, I will never partner with anyone. I would <laughs> never have a co-founder. And, you know, when I say co-founder, it's not for Six Degrees Society. It's for Ready, Set, Coach program. Um, you know, we both have our both our own unique businesses. And in addition, we've created something collectively. But it is interesting, our story. Like, I don't think when we had met, I would have been able to foresee this this partnership and this union. Do you want to tell a, tell a little bit more about our meet cute? Yes, absolutely. And this is really great timing because I was just telling Emily before the podcast, I met someone this morning, virtually met someone who, who knows Emily. I mean, doesn't everyone know Emily? And she asked us our origin story. So I just repeated it to her. So it's very top of mind. But basically, to set the scene, pre the world shutting down 2020, um, Emily and I were both attending another coaches conference um, in CityWalk in LA. And we, I will say, bonded over the fact that we weren't necessarily picking up what she was putting down, meaning we weren't super fans of, of the conference. And so that was kind of a natural conversation starter and place for us to relate. Um, so that's where the friendship started. And then the, we all know what happened come March 2020, the world shut down. I believe, Em, you had invited me to a couple different Six Degrees events, but I couldn't make it um, until everything became virtual. Oh, I remember like accosting you in, <laughs> in a hallway, basically. People were like, oh, you haven't met the PR Bar Inc. yet? And I'm like, <laughs> what bar is this that just opened that offers that Hawks PR? That's so cool. Like cocktails and PR not realizing that it wasn't a tangible bar. It was like an online entity. And um, yeah, (laughs) not yet. Yeah, exactly. Shots, shots and uh, media shots. There you go. Something like that. Yeah, no, I fully can vividly remember that moment in the hall too. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I was like, hi, what's your story? Who are you? Like, because you were pretty new on the scene too. And I felt like I knew all the players in Los Angeles, even though I didn't live in LA myself. Um, and I, I remember inviting you to an event and you politely declined, letting me know that I live in Ventura and traffic is a bitch. And so it's really not likely that I will make it to an event. And so I'm so grateful that 
no, I'm not grateful that the pandemic happened. I'm happy with the silver lining in which the pandemic brought forth the origin of hosting Six Degrees Society events virtually and individuals like yourself from all over the country, the opportunity to actually partake in events that they otherwise probably couldn't make it to or realistically couldn't be a part of their day-to-day life. Absolutely. So, you know, in many ways, the pandemic, the pandemic brought us together, Emily. It did. It did. It was one of the things that brought us together. And so then, you know, fast forward um, to Ready, Set, Coach. So we met in 2020, February 20. Yeah, it was February, right? Yeah, I think it was February, January or February 2020. And, you know, she starts coming to events. We continue getting to know each other. It was at the end of 2020, which is mind boggling to think where I had, I was messaging with Lex and we were talking about a particular client who was interested in working with both of us, but was between choosing one of us. And I was, (laughs) I love the way that you put it. You're like, what the fuck? Like what the actual fuck? (laughs) Because it was, Lexi and I could not be more different, but also very similar, but very different. And we offer very different services. And I feel like with my one-on-one coaching, it's more like handholding and clarity and Lex is more like execution, not to put words in your mouth, Lex, but like, no, I think we're different stages of business owners too, a lot of the time. Like I'm very niche where I feel like you can service a more broader audience on a more, a lot more topics where the PR bar Inc. I mean, hello, the PR Bar Inc. is very niched into PR. So it's very specific. Totally agreed. Anywho, so we were talking and we're like, this is so frustrating, right? Like, wasn't that annoying when we, we when we got that? Yeah. The, no. the fact that she straight out told both of us that she was yes. both of us. So it, it was one of the longer, like, I think both of us had been on many calls with this individual um, in the sales process. And I remember opening an email where I thought it was going to be the email where she was finally going to be all in or just say, no, it was at that point. I'm like, just, you know, decide. She goes, I want to be fully transparent. I'm vetting, deciding between you and Emily. So please tell me why I should choose you (laughs) over Emily. And I'm like, uh, what? And so, yeah. In this episode of the hunger games, (laughs) Lex and I battled to the death. I think we both were like, you know what? Like, I'm out. Like we we can't do this anymore. I don't want to like be pitted. I'm not gonna say someone. anything bad. I think I you know it'd be funny. I should find that email. I think I said something to the effect of like Emily is fantastic and wonderful, and that's a great decision. I'm not gonna say anything. All I can say is what I do, and if yeah. what I do is what you want, then do it. <laughs> if not, then don't do it. So, but from that, I remember rather than taking that a moment of like a human voodoo doll of Lexi as an opportunity to sit down and message her and be like, I think we have something, we have something tangible here where people want to work with both of us. I think there's something attractive about both of our offers. What if there was a way that we could bring them together? And you as a genius that you are, were like, okay, let's not think of our actual business. Let's think of like a tangible thing that isn't our business and will not take away from our, our bread and butter. Yeah. Well, and first I just have to give such kudos to M for taking the abundance mindset route because you get full credit for seeing the opportunity. And to your point, what could have been a competitive <laughs> situation and 
Um, I thought that was beautiful. And yeah, six degrees was amazing. Emily's coaching thing was amazing. You know, I was finally really starting to hit my stride with the PR bar. I didn't want to give that up. So we had some, I think this was fall of 2020, started having some brainstorming sessions about what could a, you know, a third, a new venture look like. And through those sessions is when we both identified what is something we have in common? Well, we've both been able to grow successful coaching businesses. Right? And, and I think it, what's cool about our unique coaching businesses, like I didn't start out my business being a coach. The coaching industry was something that was still kind of novel to me. When I chose to be an entrepreneur first and truthfully, like didn't even know coaching was an option. And Lex, when you started your business, like you knew right, right out of the gate, that was the, the model and lifestyle that you wanted. So I think we both have like unique perspectives of, of bringing our shared life experience in, into coaching, but doing it in a different way. Absolutely. I, I re- literally reverse engineered this business model very intentionally. So the more we talked about it, we found more reasons why this just made sense where, you know, M could be, could offer one insight or perspective and I could offer another and there was really a power in being able, being able to speak to both sides. So, yeah. And I think our own frustrations were truly like finding and getting fed up with what was available out there. It was like, you know, yeah, you're already a coach and let me show you how to X, Y, and Z your business. But like, we wanted to start from the, the, the beginning. I'm, you know, currently we're going through our second cohort of Ready, Set, Coach and having our, our cohort do some market research. And these are people who went through like coaching certifications and they're coming back to us and being like, oh my God, I didn't realize that this wasn't clear. I, I wasn't communicating to my ideal client and, and sharing real problems that they paid big bucks to big professional institutions and are getting some pretty significant values and takeaways that just get missed. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and something we saw too is, and this is something I experienced personally, and I think you did too, Em, is there's a lot of, there's a lot of coaches out there. There's a lot of programs out there. Most of them are a little bit more, I'm going to say generic is the word to multiple types of businesses, like how to grow a business. But what we weren't seeing is something that had honed in on this very specific type of business, which is coaching. Because coaches, it's a different world than, you know, a product-based business or an event services-based business. There's, there's different things that come up. And we had spent a lot of money um, and, you know, our own time working through what does and doesn't work. And that's what we then wanted to help everyone we were hoping at that time to work with avoid. Mm -hmm. And I think um, also we both have, uh, we've played around with burnout before, you know, in different ways. Lexi, you legit burned out. She just sent me a picture of her from the hospital at one point ages ago. Working in the hospital. I'm on my laptop. It's like I was in the hospital because I was so burnt out, but I was clearly wasn't taking that as a sign. <laughs> You're like, no, no, no. I need more of that adrenaline you're pumping into my body. Um, yeah, no, I mean, we that that's a big thing too, is like the boundaries and the balance and 
Um, you know, I think my biggest regret was that I didn't have, we didn't have this program sooner because I have some even past clients. I was talking to a client today. She's like, oh, I'll just work with them when I'm on my trip abroad. And I'm like, or you could not. And you could say, I'm going on vacation or unless that's like your lifestyle and you want to just work from all over. But like the boundaries aren't necessarily, aren't necessarily in place, um, especially people who've been doing this for a while. Yeah. And you're teeing up perfectly the second aha we had and something Emily and I really see eye to eye on and value. And that's the concept of working to live, not living to work and having a business support what's more important, which is your life. And so we kind of married that, right? How can you build a business, but also do it in a way that it's setting you up to live. So you're not a slave to your business. Mm -hmm. I think that's huge. And you know, what's also interesting, I I think I've told you this, Lex, but like, I never wanted a co-founder with six degrees. Like I felt very strongly that I wanted to be the founder. I'd be comfortable hiring, but not having someone who was like on the helm with me. And yet there's something about our partnership that feels very easy. I, I, I was telling you the other day, I'm like, I think you are my sister in, in that I can be very direct with you and also very abrupt with you. And you can be as well. It's like a constant communication and flow. Um, what do you think makes our partnership different and also work? Yeah, you know what? I so agree with that. I, because, and I, I shared this a couple of minutes ago, I was so intentional about this business model I wanted. I didn't want a co-founder. I didn't want employees, you know, maybe some contractors. So it is pretty crazy now that I'm realizing I started a second business in a different <laughs> way. Um, I think there's, I think it's a few things. I think we are very similar on big values that matter. But we're very yin and yang when it comes to kind of the business operations side of things, which turns out to be very helpful when you're building something new. Which I'm going to elaborate to what she's saying there. She's really organized and detail oriented, which I'm so appreciative of because I'm like, I'm like a, I want to say Picasso in a way, or not a Picasso, a Pollock, but like splatter things. And then she'll make like the artwork out of the splatter Um, or she'll like, I feel like I'll give an idea and you can like expand upon the idea. And I, for me, even I had this like own, my own imposter syndrome for years about starting a group program. Um, I had done a mastermind, but a group program and modules, it just felt so daunting to me. Like you should see me in Canva alone. Typically it takes me like days to, to make sense of my own mind. And it was incredible. It was so wonderful, like doing things together. Uh, and I give so much credit to Lex because she's also like a tech genius. I'll be like, I don't know how to do fill in the 30 blanks below it. And she's like, oh, here's a loom. Let me show you. And it's very empowering um, as a co-founder. Okay. Now let me just brag on you a little bit, M. So M is amazing at many things. Recently, I decided to call you a rent a co-founder mm-hmm. because I think that not only are you this incredible visionary, but you hit on all the key, you have all the key skill sets that a true big time leader has. You're, I can't even tell you guys, I can't tell you how many holes Emily has helped dig me out of in that <laughs> classic spiral. She's incredible at mindset. She's incredible. She gets on these roles with these ideas where you're like, where does this come from, from your brain? Um, and she's really, really great at helping provide clarity, Um, keeping the big picture and vision at hand. I mean, she's good at a a million and one things, 
But what's great for a partnership is when you have someone like that, and then you have someone like me who then gets really excited to hop on and all of a sudden, like a crazy person, make a website the next day, right? Like the technical <laughs> side of it. Um, it works. It worked out really well. And I think we saw that before we, you know, I'm trying to remember, Em, do you remember when did we officially, so we started brainstorming in fall. Yeah. And then I remember over Christmas, I feel like we, I know we got on a call around the Christmas time and we're like, okay, let's do this. And we came up with the name Ready, Set, Coach. And then I think that's when we bought the domain. And then we started like adding to it and building into it. Um, so I don't know, remember when we like actually bought the, we bought the domain. Somehow we came up with the name. And I think the next step for us was we picked a date. We're like, uh, we have to actually market this and figure it out. And I thought what was really cool about how we marketed and how we brought things to life is it's exactly the same way that we teach in our program. So we followed and heeded our own advice to actually get the word out there about Ready, Set, Coach program from everything. We did everything from like um, events and masterclasses to creating a whole social media presence for it, updating our LinkedIn's, which was really cool. Um, like what else did we do? Yeah, no, to your point, we, we had to sit down and go, okay, we've launched businesses. How do we launch this new business as effectively as possible? And then that became the cornerstone of what we now teach. So I like to, you know, I'm kind of proud to say we really practice what we preach. Um, and yeah, we picked that day. And I think, you know, I'm sure in the back of both of our minds, we're both crossing our fingers. I hope this goes really well. Like, hopefully this is positive. And at least from my side, I'm, I think it, it turned out as really as well as anyone could dream. So. Yeah, I agree. And it's been so fun to see it evolve, to see it, you know, we, we started off with it at three months. And then after the first iteration, we're like, you know what, let's reshape it to four months and, and change the structure of it. And um, it's fun. I, I find it really, really refreshing to have sounding words and not making these decisions uh, alone, but making them in tandem and, and being able to, to lean on you for feedback and ways that we can improve. Even like planning social media, it's fun together. Yeah. And it's, I think makes us even more powerful that we also challenge each other at times. We challenge the way we think, which I think helps us see past blind spots. And so, you know, it's the whole two brains are better than one. And then what happened was, when did you get yeah. When, <laughs> Are you trying to whisper that? Jackson, get in your belly. When did he get there? It was a Valentine's Day. Um, it actually, yeah, it was like my one-year anniversary of being pregnant, pretty much. Um, yeah, I got pregnant, which is so scary and daunting when you're an entrepreneur because there's so much to navigate from like, do you take maternity leave? And how do I let my my babies, my businesses survive without me? They need me. And it was such a gift to have built Ready, Set, Coach the way we did. Funny enough, I actually delivered three days after the last day of our first program, three weeks early. Um, and Lex was just such a champ. Like she, you know, picked up the slack in a very, very, very generous and significant way. And now you. Well, and then in the middle of our cohort, um, because, you know, apparently I just wanted to copy Emily in August. <laughs> I found out I was pregnant. Oh my um, God, that text message. I think that there was something so funny about that too. Cause you know, 
pregnancy is one of those things you don't know if it's going to take one time or like six years or 10 years or outside help. And I think I, I had, not that I had scared you, but I had inspired you in some way. And you're like, I should probably get on this. <laughs> yeah. I, you know, I have a lot of health issues. We'll leave it at that. And so I've been very anxious for a while about the ability for me to have children. Um, my husband has been ready for some time and I was lagging and we decided to start trying, but to Em's point, you don't know, don't know how long. And I don't know if you sent me some like good juju vibes, but I got a very, very blessed and got pregnant way quicker than I actually was hoping. I was, I was like, okay, we'll give it a year. So it, it happened right away, but holy moly, how lucky am I that I had Emily who was how many months ahead of me? Uh, five, five months, five months ahead of me. Yeah. She's like, here I am. I actually found out on a, a work trip with my husband and I was in a hotel room by myself freaking the beep out. And I had Emily to be like, this is what you can expect. This is what you need. This is all the things. And so we birthed our baby and then we both got pregnant together <laughs> and then she birthed her baby. And at the time of recording, I'm five weeks away from my due date. So oh my God, that's so wild to me. Well, it's so far. I remember the text message and you're like surrounded by pregnancy tests basically. And you're like, is this thing on? Like, is this real? Is this legitimate? I was like, four tests guys, because yeah. actually I took one in July that was negative, but I was actually pregnant. Not that I knew it at the time. So the second, this second time, so what do you call that? Like a false, no, it wasn't a false positive. It was a false, false negative. negative. Yeah. 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 Or, you, or it was too early. Like you couldn't tell because Yeah, it was, I was seven-ish weeks when I took that first pregnancy test that said I wasn't pregnant. Um, Anyway, so when I went to take another one, when I was on this conference, I'm like, I'm either dying or pregnant because I do not feel okay. (laughs) Four tests, which I had to buy at the um, little market in this hotel I was in Reno, which was super expensive because they always mark it up. I think it's $50 on pregnancy tests. And I just, I was like, no, oh my God, oh my God. That you to pick all of them. <laughs> it was so funny. I love it. But yeah, I mean, I think that's, that's another thing too, is like your business. It's fascinating because it will never feel like the right time or a good time to continue living your life. And I think that's very much a core of what we believe in is like making, like what you said earlier, living, you know, working to live, not living to work and like building our lives into our businesses. And so with that being said, like even our next cohort is going to be launched in, you know, in complementary dates with like your maternity leave, because I think it's more important for me that you take a maternity leave than it is for you, but that's a whole nother conversation. Did it go too insane? Yeah, no, we're again, we're actually, Emily's been really wonderful and reminding me why we did this in the first place, because guys, it's so easy to get tunnel vision and start to make sacrifices on the lifestyle part for your business, um, which is what it's been wonderful to have Emily to remind me, you know, this is why we got into this. It's okay. And so um, feeling very, very grateful right now that we have at least, you know, a tentative plan. There's only so much you can, you can plan. You don't know how it's going to go, but we've figured it out. And, and to Em's point, we have scheduled up our next cohort kind of when I'm back. Yeah. And I think it's so easy for our egos to get in the way. Like we're so self-important, like as a society, we're so self-important that we feel like, oh, you know, if we take time off, people are going to forget about us. Or, oh, if I fill in the blank of like any limiting 
belief system or fear that you have because it's so real, especially being self-employed. It's not like you have a substitute filling in for you. You are at the helm. But I do say, like I, I advise and we both advise like entrepreneurs to put systems into place now. And even with our program, this is our second time running the program. I feel like a lightness with this program that the, the first program was a lot of hard work. We were creating the program. And you want to talk a little bit more about like the creation of a program and our philosophy of like how you should create a coaching program? Yes. Um, so this may or may not go against some of what you believe in or what you have heard. But like I mentioned earlier, Emily and I kind of outlined a roadmap of how you go about building and growing a coaching business to support your lifestyle. And we had an outline and we knew what we wanted to teach, but big, but it was really important for us to not build everything before we knew everyone in our cohort, who they were. So for us, we think it's really smart. Get your, your core principle, your core outline in place, understand the direction you're going, wait to see who you're working with. You know, what are their strengths? What are their weaknesses? Get maybe, you know, the first, the second, maybe the third week set now And then do the rest as you go, because guess what? You are going to be customizing it and creating it for your clients. And that's going to service them way better than you just pretending to know what they need. Right. Yeah. And I have to say in terms of like a work-life balance, I've met so many people who have like built out this huge course or built out a whole thing before even getting clients. And then they're sitting there, they're like, Emily, I put hundreds of hours into this. And you're like, yeah. And did you tell people you were building this? Like, what was the marketing strategy along the way? So I think there was a lot of, while it was sometimes it could feel a little bit more challenging to put it together. Like now we have this cohort where we have modules and the modules are already built. Like we already put all the thought into it and we obviously tweak it as the, you know, as the new cohorts come in and they face unique problems. But generally speaking, like the hardest part, the hardest lift was done for us in the first cohort. Yeah. Yeah. And we let the first cohort guide its co-creation really. Um, we believe a lot in the co-creation. We're guiding it. We know the high level steps, but there's so much we could never have even probably predicted would come up. Um, and that allowed us the flexibility to, to serve to the best of our ability, what, what our cohort and those individuals needed. We didn't want this just to be, you know, another group, group program. This isn't a passive income online course, right? That's a different scenario where, you know, you create the course up front, people buy it, you aren't involved. You know, Ready, Set, Coach is very much M&I with it. I don't know about you, Lex. I have one course that I'm like, starting next week. I promise Emily, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. I paid a good amount of money last year for like a passive course and I never prioritize it. Like it's I easy to put off. Yeah. yeah it, like I, it is the bottom of my to-do list. It feels like a, it doesn't feel real because it's like lives forever and you know, there's no one to hold me accountable and check in. And I, I think there is something beautiful about the, the way that People have to do their homework and then we tell them to ping us and we go through their homework. Yep. Accountability is a big word I want to pull out of what you just said. And I think that's um, the difference. If you are someone who's purchased a million and one courses um, and 
to this point, you haven't done them. I think one of the biggest things is that lack of account- accountability. It's really easy because it's, it's there. It's not going away. You know, you there's no timeline. There's no one holding you accountable to do it, mm-hmm. uh, which is why the power of, you know, and I, I will say we do more. It's a hybrid group program because there's one-on-one and a lot of one-on-one touching involved with us. But mm-hmm. not only do Em and I provide accountability, the group provides accountability for each other. They even have accountability buddies that we match. Yeah. With. So, and it's awesome to see like the the growth from one another from tra- talking it through. Um, well, Lex, obviously we can talk for forever about all of this. We're big fans of each other. Uh, are there any things that you want to share with what we're working on currently? Yes. So Emily and I are still very proud and will continue to be running our hybrid group program. Our next one launching summer of 2022. So keep an eye out. But there is now a new way to work with MI aside from that. And we call it conditioning camp. And what it is is a three-week sprint with MI. So basically, week one, you're gonna meet with them. You're gonna hammer out all your big vision goals, your your pricing, your structure, you're gonna talk mindset, you're gonna get a really great plan in place. Then you're going to sprint on over to week two to come into my court. We're going to talk all things PR, marketing, partnerships, really the next stage of taking that idea to execution. And then week three, we're going to wrap it up with one-on-one Slack and editing support. So our tagline is, you know, getting your business and your mind in the best shape of its life. Mm, I love it. I love it. I love that, that visual so much. Um, and it's been so fun working with those clients as well. Like it's been great to, to give them that, that sounding board and that refresh and watching them evolve week over week while we work together. So with that being said, if you're interested in learning more about Lex and myself and learning about Ready, Set, Coach, check out readysetcoachprogram.com for more information about upcoming events, upcoming cohorts and conditioning camp. And then you can also follow us along on Instagram, which we are Ready, Set, Coach Program uh, on Instagram. Follow, share, introduce yourself. We love to hear from you. And if you like today's episode, please give us a like, five stars, share with your friends, and we'll see you the next time on The Sixth Degree with Emily Merrill. Have a wonderful day. Thanks for joining, Lex.